0: Hello and welcome to episode five of the Racer Nation podcast. My name is Sawyer Lawson and I'm one of your co-hosts on the growing Racer Nation podcast network. Here with me live in beautiful Murray, Kentucky is Mr. Logan Foster and also broadcasting live from the Show Me State is Mr. Austin Blakely. Guys, we are episode five. We are five days away from the start of racer basketball season. When we first started this podcast, it felt like the season was forever away and it's right around the corner. Uh, So we're super excited to be here where we are. Tonight, we're going to have a really fun episode. We're going to give a quick Brescia preview uh, for the exhibition that comes on Monday night. Um, Logan's going to also reveal uh, our big Racer Nation contest that he previewed last week, and then we're going to send it out with a really fun uh, selection topic uh, to where we can hopefully have some really fun feedback from you all to think of new traditions or new ideas you have for Racer Nation um, when we will reveal that later on in the episode. So, Logan, Austin, how are you guys doing this evening?
1: doing really well Sawyer. excited that racer basketball is right here guys by the time we have our next podcast we will have racer mania and our exhibition game under our belt we'll have some more things to talk about kind of see for the first time in a long time in person how our team looks and so i'm really excited for that you know coming off of homecoming weekend it was a it was a blast as it always is and Got to talking to a lot of people who said that they really enjoy the podcast and what we're doing. So that was really good to hear. And that brings me into my Logan's Listener of the Week. Um, this weekend at, at TAP 216, I ran into the new head coach of the men's golf team here at Murray State, Coach DeLuca. He is my Listener of the Week. He was a uh, just a great guy that I got to uh, spend 10, 15 minutes with talking about not only what we're doing, but what he's doing and um, how recruiting's going for him, what his season's going to look like. And really excited for him, you know, taking the reins from Eddie Hunt. Sounds like he's got a lot of promising things. He's a big fan of the golf simulators, as we talked about uh, in a previous podcast. And uh, I'm sure we would be too. Coach DeLuca, uh, we may be seeing you out there someday, but um, but really great guy. Excited to have him, and uh, congratulations on being Logan's listener of the week.
0: Hey, he's a pretty good softball player too, as I ran into earlier
2: this week. <laughs> coach, congratulations. Uh, you know, I'm sure in your future career, you'll you'll win OVC championships. You'll be OVC Coach of the Year, but nothing. Uh, I promise you nothing will compare to be Logan's listener of the week. So congratulations,
0: big time! Big time. Hey, and feel free to join the podcast whenever you're ready. We're ready for you.
2: Hey, yeah, guys. Well, hey, it seems like it's been five minutes, and I finally talking on this episode. So, man, racer Basketball, it's right here, right here. Sounds like you guys had a fun time at homecoming. Um, seems like after homecoming, it's like. All right, not to throw a slack to the football team, but hey, this is a basketball podcast. Now it's basketball season. We can turn all of our attention to racer basketball. And uh, yeah, we actually get to see them play somebody else other than themselves coming up Monday night. So really looking forward to that. And and hopefully we have a lot of good things to talk about. So, um, hey, did want to bring up a new segment. Hey, you guys know we love our alliteration here on the podcast big english guys love the alliteration we got saw selection we got logan's listener new segment the morant minute this is something we cannot deny can't keep it out of the show sheet forever because man has john morant started this year on an absolute tear let me run through some stats real quick Started the year off with a Cleveland win, uh, 35 points, six assists, six boards. Went out to the West Coast, beat the Clippers, 28 points, eight assists, two rebounds. And then just the other night, a close, close loss to the Lakers. He went for 40 points, 10 assists, three rebounds. That's an average of 35 points a game, leads the league right now, Um and wow, had he started off a on fire this year. Sawyer as a season ticket holder, that's gotta be exciting for you.
0: Oh, it most definitely is. And it's not just the numbers. John Morant is the most exciting player, basketball player in the world right now. I mean, there's no other way to put it. When he's on the court, he is must-watch TV. That's why uh, his his Grizzlies are playing tonight on primetime and on ESPN. So uh, he he's he's playing outstanding, he's getting his teammates involved, the same thing that we saw in the NBA. And he just turned 22 years old. It's incredible.
1: I was on Twitter earlier, and I saw where former South Carolina Gamecocks and Darius Thornwell reached out and uh, said that he was at Jaw's house this summer. And Jaw told him he was going to take over this year. And, man, he wasn't lying. The kid just looks phenomenal so far. He's being very efficient from the floor, um, something that he kind of struggled on last year and I was personally critical of. Um, turned the ball over a little bit too much and was missing free throws, which he missed one the other night against the Lakers. But still, he looks a lot more consistent. You can tell the kid's been working on his game. And just being, what, 23 years old?
0: Yeah, 22 years old.
1: 22. Man, that's just impressive to, to put the whole league on notice. It seems like you can't turn on the TV and watch a sports channel without hearing about John Morant. So that's pretty cool to see.
2: Listen to this guys. There's been three players in the history of the NBA to score 60 plus points in the paint in the first three games of the season. First guy, Logan Your Man, let's hear. Let's hear the impression. Shaquille O'Neal.
1: Barbecue chicken. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Second guy, Giannis, uh, MVP last year and both two big guys. Who's the third guy? Point guard, Ja Morant. Guys, we had this joke, and I guess you guys correct me if I'm wrong. It either stemmed from his dad T, or uh, Coach James Kane. But we all know his first year here, he he was he played his role. He knew who the guys were on the team. He distributed them the basketball. And what did we say the second year? We were going to see Crestwood, y'all. And Crestwood's where he went to high school. And he just straight thirty point games, domination. You know, dunking on everybody, boys. The NBA seeing Crestwood, Jaw.
0: Yeah, and they're not—they're not ready for it yet. It's even more—more more is coming.
2: Heck yeah, heck yeah. Well, man, that is the Morant minute. It's probably gonna last more than a minute, but gosh, when you've got a former racer playing the way he is right now, we—we—we we, we have to talk about him. So, um, let's move on. As Sawyer mentioned at the at the top of the show, we want to talk a little bit about this Brescia game. Uh, our first first time, like I said, we're going to see the Racers play somebody somebody else other than themselves. Brescia out of Owensboro, Kentucky, just a couple hours from Murray, play in the NAI division. They're in the River States Conference. Um, they just came out with all their preseason preseason accolades, and they are picked 12th out of 14th in that conference. So um, not, not great for Brescia um but you know last year coming off a tough season they were three and 12. they had a ton of games canceled because of covid and playing the racers they were supposed to play the racers last year and and COVID was a reason that that got canceled but um overall racers are seven zero, seven seven and0 against against brescia uh, they started that series in 2012. last time we played them 2019 won 114 to 48 Chico Carter led that led that game with 20 points. Uh, Demond had 16 but um to me it's just a, it's just good for the players to get out there actually play some live basketball against somebody else with with actual referees with actual fans in the stands and uh logan i know you're a big fan of these naia teams coming to the bank like what he what are you expecting what do you want to see out of the racers to uh to show you something this on this coming monday night
1: I want to see us boat race a team and just get out and <laughs> score 150 points on them. Not like Greenville last year, whoever we played that that we set a record and uh, and they scored 70 or whatever points it was on us. I want to see us get out and transition, run and play some defense. You know, last year was a disappointment, and I expect our guys to come out fired up, especially with the crowd behind them, with the bank. Uh, Having four or five thousand fans in there for an exhibition game, and I expect our guys to come out ready to roll. So uh, big games from Tevin and KJ to start off their senior years. and um, hopefully uh, the the role players we've got and the new additions can pick up as well, and everybody can kind of get in that rhythm that we struggled to uh, get in last year..
0: Yeah, I want to see some I want to see a lot of the same. Um, the only preview and little keynote that I had on Brescia is this will be a trivia question for us to ask down the road. Um, but Brescia's coach um, is actually Sarah Gaylor. Um, she is the first head men's basketball coach um, that is a female in NAIA history. Um, That's so, really cool. Yeah, really That's awesome. cool. Um and so the first first female NAIA head coach is going to be playing Murray State. So that'll be a trivia question for us down the road. But really cool. She's extremely qualified. She was um, on the she was a part of the Bucks organization on their coaching staff in the past. So she's overqualified to be the head coach at Brescia. And that's going to be really cool to see her on the sidelines on Monday night. Um, but I wanted to see the same. I want to see us hit, get out in transition, dunk the ball a lot, shoot a lot of threes, and play suffocating defense. That's exactly what I want to see.
2: Yeah, I wanna I wanna hit on that defense. I, I listed four things out that, that I wanted to see. Good defense being number one. I want to see intensity from the gate. I want to see effort. I wanna see the guys come out and not act like they're playing an NAIA exhibition game. I want them to come out like they're in Memphis, playing the number five team in the country coming out. I wanna see that effort, I want to see the intensity and low turnovers because you know you guys know how it can be. It gets sloppy towards the end. Every you know, everybody's gonna play, and you know it can kind of become you know everybody's laughing. Hey, throw it to him to get the shot up, and that's all. That's all great. Um, and, and you gotta have fun. But I want to see. I want to see him take care of business, like you said, Logan. We're coming off of a disappointing season in Murray State standards. This is a tone-setting game for me. Of hey, we're out here to we're out here to win the OVC this year. We're going to come out and only allow 40 points or whatever and put up 100. So uh, I would love to see that. Uh, uh, but, you know, I know McMahon's going to have them prepared, ready to go.
1: Yeah, and that reminds me, another thing that I really want to see is our boy Rod Thomas getting out there and spraying and praying, getting a bunch of – getting the crowd going crazy and having the bench as well. I'm trying to see some bench mob action. <laughs> rod thomas with double digit points that's just something that the racer nation podcast loves to see
0: yeah there there is no way this team is not going to have intensity all year and that is because of hick or assistant coach marcus brown he is going to demand it every single week and you guys know racer basketball is back because the in- intensity from that segment is ramped up you guys are <laughs> seeking blood in the exhibition game so let's go <laughs> we are back
2: yeah, I was kind of thinking about what I was saying. I was like, man, I'm I'm being tough on these guys. It's just an exhibition game. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. All right. Well, hey, I think it's just going to be fun to see the Racers play basketball. Um, I know we've we've got the uh, Racer Mania Thursday night, and and that's fun. But uh, it, it's good to see them play somebody else with another name on the jersey for sure. So I think we can all look forward to that and look forward to next week, kind of going over what what we saw and and break down break down the Racers. All right, let's move along as something Logan kind of teased, gave us a little tease last week. And uh, Logan, I know you've been putting a lot of work into this. And uh, let's hear about the Racer Nation Props contest.
1: Oh, boy, do I have something special for you guys. So, (laughs) a little insight for the listeners. A few years ago, it was actually Jaws' um, sophomore season. Me and Austin and Sawyer and um, a few other fans had a contest that had some fun little props and games and uh, a little cash prize for the winner that we did. Um, and we thought we'd bring it back this year, and, you know, uh, do something that gets all the fans involved and can be something fun for all of us to keep up with. So basically what this contest is, is it has three uh, different sections, one, one. You pick the winner of our games, um, however many you get right, you get two points. We have props such as how many threes is Tevin going to hit this year? How many um, assists will Trey Hannibal average per game? How many times will Nicholas McMullen foul per game? Um, You know, the average team points or average team rebounds, all Mm -hmm. sorts of uh, props that we have – I guess you could say sharply set the lines for, and maybe will hopefully give you guys a tough decision. Um, those will be three points. And then we've got predictions such as what seed will the racers be in the OVC tournament? Who's going to be the player of the year in the conference? Um, who's the first player to receive a technical foul. How many technical fouls will coach McMahon get all sorts of fun stuff. And I think we, uh, we're still working through the prizes for this thing, and it's still being finalized. we're We're gonna have it out before the first game next week um, or in in two weeks. But uh, hopefully this is something fun for everybody to join in on. We may do uh, an autograph basketball for the winner, um, possibly some podcast airtime. who knows? Maybe <laughs> something else. So we're still working through that but we're excited. We think it'll
0: be fun and help you guys do too. Yes, yeah, it's, it's going to be completely free. So there's no like cash entry or anything. We just want to uh, encourage engagement. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a way for you guys to just watch the games a little closer and to just enjoy it even more and to, to grow your fanhood of Ray State racer basketball even more. And w- one of the prizes that uh, Logan forgot to mention was a, uh, um, a one-on-one guided fishing trip with Austin Blakely on Kentucky Lake. So you guys need to to stay on the lookout for that too.
1: I was hoping I could get that one for myself, but thank you Sawyer for helping me on that. That's probably the best prize out there.
2: It's definitely worth more than a signed basketball. I can promise you that.
1: <laughs> I just hope Miss <laughs> Diane Blakely can come along with us.
2: <laughs> I'm sure she would for you, Logan. I'm sure she would for you. Uh, we had a lot of fun with, yeah. We had a lot of fun with this a couple years ago. I didn't do very well on it. Um, but that doesn't mean I can't do well this year. I'm going for that. I, I got to win, so I don't have to take any of you, Gay, who's out on the boat with me. So that's my motivation <laughs> to win. That's my motivation to win this thing. But um, we're going to blast it on our socials for sure, out on Twitter, Facebook. Um, just so, you know, Get in case you guys miss it on the podcast, you know how, how to get in touch with us. Uh, we didn't really talk about any of this beforehand. I think the best way to for you guys to let us know if you want to join is to send us a DM on Twitter, uh, Facebook Messenger, through the podcast account. Or we actually have an email as well, um, racernationpod at gmail.com. And so any of those, just let us know if you want to join it, um, and then we can distribute out. Logan, I know you, you – go ahead. This is your this is your baby.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm working on getting a Google form set up. The issue is it's just not as user friendly. The benefit to doing it would mean that I could export all of the answers into a Google sheet to where there's no user error. I don't have to worry about messing up anybody's picks. Mm -hmm. And um, as long as you guys click what you want, then then you're good to go. So I I just really didn't want to be subject to putting in a hundred entries and, and possibly messing up somebody's chance to win all these wonderful prizes, especially the, uh, the boat outing.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, every, uh, everybody make little... sure you sign up uh, husbands, get your wives involved, um, get your kids involved. And it's going to, if you really want to win, you have to do a little bit of homework too. So it's just only going to make you a better racer fan.
2: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So there's a little peek behind the curtain. Um, so, I think it's going to be great for us.
1: One more thing that I'll add is that this isn't going to go live until our first regular season game. So you can watch Racer Mania. You can watch the exhibition game and kind of get a feel for what our team looks like before you have to make these decisions.
2: There you go. Yeah, great point there, Logan. Yeah, and it'll be all the regular season and postseason games minus the second two games of the Naples tournament for the schedule. Now, the all the Naples tournament will be part of the props for like assists per game, points per game. But for picking winner or loser on the schedule, um, that, the, that will not be part of it. Is that right, Logan?
1: I don't have the conference tournament games in there just because you okay. don't know who you're going to play in the situations
2: right but for, as, as far as the points per game assists per game all that stuff that will all be part of it right the whole postseason correct correct yeah yeah okay cool all right well if you guys have any questions on it obviously we're just kind of putting this together as we go um but once we get it all all settled out um it'll be it'll be good and we're gonna have fun with it that's that's what it's all about is having fun and putting a little more element in, a different element into uh, watching racer basketball. So, uh, all right. So that's the props contest. We're excited about it. We're excited to get you guys involved in it, and uh, hopefully, hopefully, we'll have a lot of a lot of green for winning on the racer side. All right, Sawyer. We've got an interesting saw selection this week. Some more alliteration in this podcast. Um, Different look at, you know, we've talked a lot about the basketball team the last few saw selections, so um, we got a little different one this week. I'm sure that will heavily be involved in the basketball team um, in our answers, but uh, tell us about it a little bit.
0: Yes, so our selection question of the week um, is one that, like I mentioned in the preview, is something we want you guys to get involved with. We want to ask yourself the same question. And in doing so, we want to spark your your thought process, your ideas, get your get you guys brainstorming because out there in Racer Nation is going to be an awesome idea that's just waiting to be discovered. So this week, our soft selection question of the week is: If you were the athletic director for one day, what would you do, and why would you do it? So if there's something that you've that's always been on the cusp of your cusp of your mind that you've wanted to do, a new idea, uh, starting a new tradition. That is the question. What would you want to do? Um, so, uh, Logan, we'll throw it over to you. We'll let you kick it off, um, and we can we can hear your your choice for what you would do if you were the athletic director at Murray State University.
1: I've thought about this a lot over the past um, twelve hours, and mine would definitely be having a Murray State basketball homecoming. Since I'm kind of in the homecoming spirit right now, but the twist <laughs> on mine would be that that homecoming game has to be played at Racer Arena. I think it would be phenomenal to have one game per year at Racer Arena. Nostalgia is a very powerful thing. I think you would have a very high (laughs) attendance. I think people would go crazy for that kind of atmosphere. The players would love it. The only people that wouldn't like it are the opponents. And I think that's a a fantastic um, event Obviously, I can't figure out any of the logistics. Um, Back when I was in college, I got to know uh, President Davies. And so one time at the OVC tournament, I I saw uh, Big Daddy Bob and I asked him, (laughs) why can why can we not have a game at Racer Arena every year? And the answer he gave me was parking. And my rebuttal was. You know, back in the the 80s and 90s when you have 120% capacity in Racer Arena, standing room only, I feel like parking was probably an issue back then as well. Um, So I tried to think of solutions. I don't know if having this game in mid to late December or early January when students aren't in school um, and you have those parking lots open. I don't know, but like I said, I'm not a logistics guy. It's just something that I would love to see done.
2: I tell you what, and I think, you know, they just announced this week the facility upgrades for volleyball, and they're going to put a couple video boards in there, enhance the lighting, uh, enhance the air conditioning system, which we know Kenny, Kenny will be down there turning the heat on for the opponent shoot-around, <laughs> but as he said in our episode in our interview with him, but, um, you know, with those upgrades – This could really be a possibility.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, It's just too cool of a venue that has too much history um, to where if there is that opportunity, I just don't see why we couldn't uh, take advantage of of such an awesome place that all of our fans, frankly, love.
0: I have a solution to your parking issue. So my idea, if I was going to be the athletic director for a day, my idea was going to be that too. Uh, thankfully, I have a backup plan. But I think it would be, I think it would be awesome to have in the in the ballroom of the, of the Kerr Center, which is you know right next door to the Car Health Building where Race Arena is. Have like a two hour before game cocktail hour where all the players can come back, the fans can come, and you guys can we can have you know essentially you know a pregame meal and stuff inside there. You can have parking at the Stewart Stadium, at the football stadium, and just have shuttles. The shuttles already come to the basketball game anyways, so they would just be coming um, on the chestnut there, dropping you off just like you would for, for the other games. That solves your parking issue. There's a million students that, that want to be involved in athletics and athletic marketing, so I think the logistical issues can be solved. Obviously, you don't have the ESPN uh, Plus capabilities to, to air it, but I know they're working on that because they want to have, you know, volleyball aired on ESPN plus too. So um, I think that, you know, as you mentioned, Austin, with the facilities upgrades, there's an avenue for that taking place. And it will be so much fun. I wish we could make it like the SEMO game every year because they would hate it. Every single year <laughs> they would have to come to Racer Arena and get waxed. And uh, it would be so much fun.
1: I was going to say Eastern Illinois game, but I think uh, – what's their old coach's name?
2: Spoonhour.
1: He may be partaking in the cocktail hour before the <laughs> game. It.
2: He's fired. They fired him, right? He's not there anymore. Yeah.
1: They'll still probably come if we have a cocktail
0: hour. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. I
1: can't blame him. He's probably all excited now.
0: All right. Speaking of that, Austin, why don't you go ahead and say what you would do if you were the athletic director of at Murray State?
2: Yeah, exactly. So I actually had a. It's funny, so Sawyer, Sawyer posed just three different ideas, and I think I tasted back automatically like, yeah, let's go with the athletic director one. I thought it was gonna be so easy to pick something, um, but I was like, wow, this is this is actually a little more difficult than I thought. So the number one thing I would do, I'd wake up early in the morning, and this is the first thing I would do. I would sign the Racer Nation podcast to be the official podcast of the Murray State <laughs> Athletic Department. That would be the first thing I would do. No brainer. Um, Let's go. No brainer. Sign us to a multi-year deal. Uh, all the gear, all the travel, all the access, all the everything. Um, I don't think they realize how much market we bring, we would bring to the athletic department. And then I thought, you know, that's kind of a funny one. Seriously, I thought, man, the one thing I would pick, if you would ask me this, if you had asked me this question six months ago, I would have really, I would have really honed in on facility upgrades because um, that's something we've been talking about a long time around actually having a, bas- a real basketball atmosphere and i and i understand why they did that um you know they they had the state help pay for it and the only way they would do it is for it to be a regional event center to have the boat show and the home show and and trust me nobody loves the boat show more than i do but i also <laughs> love i also love a good basketball arena and uh and i think that's that's something hopefully we get um in the hopefully in the near future. And so, you know, Kevin saw and his, his whole staff's done a great job at addressing some of those things. And so I was like, man, what's something that that's going to generate a lot of revenue? Because obviously that money solves most problems, especially in, in college athletics and man, not saying I would ever partake in this, not saying I'm a huge supporter of it by any means, because there's a lot of a lot of stuff that would go behind the scenes to, to make it safe. But um, I, see a, I see a big avenue to open up alcohol sales um, at Murray State athletic events. And to bring the revenue in, you go up there. Mm-hmm. I mean, so Sawyer mentions every episode. I live in St. Louis. I go to a bunch of Cardinals games. Uh, I got tickets to a Blues game next week. And they're out there charging $11 a beer. And I'm sure they've got some deal worked out with Anheuser-Busch, but... Man, I mean that's like a 800% profit on that on that one drink. And you know students, you know fans, opposing teams fans, everybody's going to be coming coming to Murray State looking for a good time, looking for a way to spend money. And what better way to spend money on it, I mean, on a return on an investment like alcohol and that's going to pay for a lot of stuff that may solve your problem of only playing one FBS game as a football team that may solve your problem of you know uh, bumping up travel for the basketball team or you can maybe fly to a couple games if you're in the Missouri Valley or uh, it may pay for an OVC exit fee it may pay for facility upgrades uh, I mean I think the possibilities are endless there and like I said not saying I'm a I'm a huge supporter of it but uh, I think it's definitely something if I was in a leadership position I would have to look into
0: yeah, I'm a I'm a big family man. I mean, I well, family guy, <laughs> family man. I have a new family now, so I have to I have to think about you know the quality of of the what you should expect at a basketball game as far as the environment. And I can see from a family's perspective as it not being something that you would want to do because it would make the environment at the game a little less friendly. But as I've noticed over the years, the people who want to drink at a basketball game are either going to pay for it at the game or they're going to bring it in themselves. So I see where it's coming from. As long as you have the right policing in place, um, I think that, you know, as long as you did it right, there's an avenue to do it correctly. But um, yeah, if if that's, that's what I have to think about it. And, you know, maybe if, if, if it does take off, like you think, maybe they can, they can finally afford to be able to have the racer nation podcast as the official (laughs) podcast of racer basketball.
2: Yeah, you, you definitely don't want a situation like Tennessee had a couple weeks ago in that Ole Miss game. I mean, that's that's at one end of the spectrum the worst it could, it could be, but you also, I mean, there's 180-plus uh, baseball games that happen for each team every year, and there's NFL games, and there's, I mean, all these other, uh, granted, you've got to beef up security, you've got to uh, there's, there's a lot of boxes you have to check, but the amount of revenue that you get out of that is ginormous. So, uh, Logan. Yeah, I've thought
1: about this as well, not necessarily for myself, but other people have brought the that are new to Murray have brought this idea, and know I'm a big racer fan and, and don't understand why we don't sell alcoholic games. And I definitely understand, like Sawyer says, a lot of people, especially in the Bible Belt, don't want to be around it. But the truth of the matter is, um, if you take being naive out of it, people are going to the keg before our games. They're going to Mr. B's. They're going to any of our lovely Mexican restaurant establishments. And they are... They are partaking in in the drinking of alcohol before games. A lot of people, especially the students, are partaking in it after games. And like you said, Austin, there's quite a few people that you wouldn't even recognize um, or would never expect that are doing it during the games. So I understand both points. Um, I think from a revenue standpoint, it would be fantastic. From an attendance perspective, uh, we've, we've talked about it a lot, how it seems like people aren't coming to as many games because they have the ESPN Plus um, outlet now. You pay 5 or $10 a month, and you can watch all the games from home. Um, I think that's another reason to get students, especially to come out and support the racers. So, yeah, I mean, I think it would be fine as long as you can keep it under control. But uh, we, we kind of know how that goes, being uh, not so far removed from college, how, how some of those things can get out of hand.
0: The facility staff that they have now, I will you know, tip my hat to them. They do a fantastic job. I have no problem putting somebody in their place if they're acting crazy at a game. Um, and they're always really good about making sure that everybody adheres to, adheres to the rules. So um, they, they've already put, they've already got a, a great thing in place. Um, so tats off to them for what they've already been able to show they can do
2: yeah definitely okay that was my big one I've got two other or I guess three three smaller ones I would figure out a way to be able to retire jerseys without like dissing the number out completely uh, as we talked about with Kenny there's some jerseys that should be up in the rafters that aren't because of certain numbers or whatever it may be. that was another one that should be an easy one um Another one is to somehow involve our basketball alumni a lot better. Uh, a lot of these guys, they go and we don't hear from them again. There's some like I was just I was actually re-listening to the Kenny podcast today, and when we were going through uh, talking about the hardest working players that that we've seen in a racer uniform, a lot of those guys we don't hear from anymore and how cool would it be to have a cut for Victor Victor in in the CFSB center for a game and, and recognize him so i think that's a gap there and the last thing i think we could do is a lot more with local businesses because to get these and like and lo- bigger businesses too um, uh, to get these facilities upgrades paid for you're going to have to have the um, you know CFSB section or the the you know whatever it may be Sorry, I was looking at you Sawyer, and that's why I said CFSB. But um, <laughs> a lot of these local businesses, a lot of these bigger businesses, even from a expanded market of Hopkinsville, of Paducah, of Southern Illinois, get those guys involved. Have the um, trying to think of like the so-and-so uh, hospitality room at the CFSB Center or the so-and-so recruit room at the roister stadium whatever that may be i think that's huge right there i'm sure a lot of this stuff is going on behind scenes but if I, th- those were the things i would uh highlight if i were 80 for the day so sorry got long-winded there had a long list and uh yeah i think that'd be a pretty full day for me and then i would uh go fishing the next day so sorry awesome.
0: absolutely you guys have thought of some really creative ideas uh for what you do as athletic director i think that if Kevin Soul ever decided to step down, you guys would be my first two options as his <laughs> replacement. For me, I didn't have a lot of time to think about it as well because Logan's idea was so good. Um, but as I was as I was thinking about it, the Racer Nation tradition is really strong. But there's two and there's two main components: it's the players and the fans. But there's not something that you can specifically tie to Racer Basketball as, as an event or something that happens in game that would that would draw you back and make you think boom, instantly racer basketball. So some other, some things that other fan bases have, like Kansas has the rock chalk, Jayhawk chant. Um, other places has to have things like that. And I wish we had some sort of something that was a tradition that we had, that we could hang our hat on. That is something we did every single time. Like, uh, I know the under eight timeout in, in um, Indiana, they have a special song they play. I wish we had something like that. So I don't have that to bring to the table right now, but I'm hoping that our fans or, or you YouTube gentlemen can think of something that we could do to be able to put a put a stamp and, and brand Racer Basketball outside of like the shoes up thing that they always do. So yeah,
1: yeah, I always thought that was kind of stupid. I was never a big fan of that. One thing I always loved growing up was Sweet Caroline and the whole band and everybody singing that. And then, uh, what's another thing growing up? I do not condone this, but we played Let's Get It Started before every game for about six years. (laughs) That's a good question, Saul. I can't really think of anything off the top of my head.
2: I tell you, I saw – you guys went to the game, I guess, Saturday, the homecoming game. It's kind of cheesy, but I thought the whole, like – uh, starting gate thing was, was oh really I love that cool. yeah. that was yeah. so cool and a cool Rachel tradition out of the post going. yeah, yeah I, th- I thought that was sweet I don't know how that would translate to basketball I, I um, love the call to the post
0: anyways so incorporating yeah. that for football was awesome so I yeah, I, don't, I don't know what's just basketball exactly our our band is obviously a huge deal um, oh, and they they gosh. really they really make an impact on the game in my opinion and just trying to find something where we can cor- incorporate everybody um would, would be something that i would be really interested in i know that uh, i went to the ncaa tournament back in 2014-15 or 15-16 and uh, i got to watch wichita state play and they have this little chance similar to other teams do they just say we are the shockers and they just say it over and over and over well they do that until the other team scores a basket so every possession that the other team doesn't score they just get louder and louder and the they didn't score until after the first media timeout. The other team was <laughs> shell-shocked because it just kept getting louder and louder. And it just, it just got into their heads. So I wish there was something we did like that um, uh, here at Murray State. Obviously, we're already really great at what we do, but just throwing that in there would be really cool. So that's kind of my brainstorming idea for and homework I, for the rest of the season for I, us.
2: I know one thing that, that I would like to see. I cannot believe I didn't say this in mine because it's been uh, – something I've wanted for years. Can we finally turn the lights off for the starting lineup and have, you know, the 98 Bulls, Jordan, just an atmosphere like that. Can we finally turn the lights off? Hopefully that's part of the facility upgrades. So can't believe I did not, I've been wanting that for like 28 years now. Twenty-seven years. So
0: you said that uh, every single year growing I, up. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I know. I, yeah. I can't
2: believe I didn't say that in mind. So thank you for reminding me. Okay.
0: Sorry. Go ahead, Sawyer. <laughs> All right. So my real idea is something that I've actually already mentioned on a previous uh podcast. I think it was the episode it was either episode one or episode two. Um, but I think it would be awesome for us to host some sort of preseason basketball tournament. So I'm gonna get a little nerdy here. There's two different types of preseason tournaments you can have in college basketball. Number one is called, they're called MTEs, multi-team events. So this is like the tournaments we're playing in in Naples. Uh, It's like the Maui Classic. It's like the uh, Alaska Anchorage shootout we were part of in the past, where it has like a tournament-style finish. And then the other side is like the uh, the Champions Classic, the Kentucky, Duke, UCLA, and Ohio State play in. So you can participate actually in both. But if you do if you do like the multi team event, you can only do one of those. So you can't do multiple. So keep that in the back of your mind as I as I talk about what I would like to do. So there's two different plans for that idea. Number one would be to start an extremely strong uh, tournament where you get perennial powerhouse mid majors on board from the first season. I'm talking Wichita State's uh, the big boys And you have you own the space where you are the mid-major preseason tournament and you just own that space and you make it to where every single year the best mid-majors want to come play at your tournament, which is hosted at Murray State University. I think that that would be, you know, we're already solidified as a top mid-major program. We're always in the mid-major top 25, but just grabbing those teams every year. I think we could get, you know, a lot of national exposure. And I think that, uh, you know, it's something our fans would get behind. For these events to be successful, you have to have a four key components or three three or four key components. Number one is you have to have the facilities. We've got that. And with the master facility plan going in place, we we already have it, but it's going to only be better. Number two, you've got to have a place where fans from other schools and also other schools can can stay as hotels. We've got the nice hotel right across the street. We have really nice hotels in Murray checking both boxes. Number three, you've got to have a fan base that will show up to games where their home team is not playing. Racer Nation, we check that box. We're going to fill up the stands. Uh, But number four would be the sponsorship. So you would need someone to step up to be the sponsor. But since we're so close to the lakes, you're know, you thinking like FLW, things like that would want to own own the the rights to to hosting this tournament. So interested to see your thoughts on that. Um, The other option I thought would be is to have some sort of Kentucky shootout or Kentucky classic, something like that, where it'd be a four year traveling tournament, which would be more of like the shootout, not necessarily the, the multi-team event where you play schools. Or it would be the four schools of Murray State, Eastern Kentucky, Northern Kentucky, and Western Kentucky. That way it's not super far for each, team, each fan base to travel. You're getting three quality games every year, or you just get one quality game every other year. Uh, and, you get to host that that tournament every three or four years. So I thought that would be really cool, something that would be you know well attended by our fan base, but would also be really good games and would would lead to really strong rival rivalries with those other schools that we don't always play on a normal basis. You know with EKU leaving the conference, Western that new series is there, but then we never play Northern Kentucky and they're solid. So um why not? There guys, I don't know if you know this or not, but there are sixty three multi-team event tournaments going on in college basketball this year, pre-season tournaments. 63. I knew there was a lot, but I didn't know there were 63. And schools that are hosting those are schools that don't have a history or tradition, anything like Murray State. So some schools that are hosting these events are Chattanooga, University of Texas, San Antonio, Wofford, Longwood, Furman, Youngstown State, former OVC uh, school. EKU's hosting their own this year Stony Brook Northern Arizona, University of New Orleans and University of Incarnate Word so we can do it we have the fan base to do it uh, I don't know necessarily all the logistics behind it um, and you look at this different different tournaments we've played in the past I mean we went to Bowling Green State a few years ago so we could definitely host one ourselves. Um, and if you're worried about being on TV or things of that nature, since 2007, 2008, I went back and looked at all the different tournaments we were in. We played on ESPN twice. We played on the we played in, in the championship against Colorado in the Charleston Classic on ESPN two, and in the 76 Classic out in Anaheim, we played Stanford, Oklahoma State, and who was the third team? I forgot. We were on ESPN U for all three of those. So it's not like you're going to these tournaments to be on TV. Most of the time when we go to these tournaments, we're having to pay a subscription to watch the games on Facebook or the equivalent. So um, it's something we can do. What are you guys' thoughts?
1: I think that's a fantastic idea. I really haven't thought um, about the the Kentucky tournament. I really like that. You You mentioned earlier about how me and Austin would make great ADs. That's not the truth. Austin, he mentioned banners. We know the first banner he's putting up is his own for the big <laughs> <laughs> No
2: me, doubt.
1: Me being out. the athletic director would be an absolute joke. You brought up some really good points there. I actually really enjoyed that. Um, I, I would like to know more from a logistics side as to what we need to do to make something like that happen.
2: See, the good part about being AD for a day is you just bring the idea up, and the next day it's somebody else's problem, and they can figure it out. We're idea Yeah, we're idea guys. Here you go. The Bourbon Classic is what you would call the the Kentucky tournament. That's an easy one. Yeah, there you go. That's an easy one right there. The Bourbon Trail Classic, the Bourbon – I don't know, something like that. Um, As far as the multi-team event – if you get those teams to sign on, your Wichita State, your Creightons, your um, Loyola, Ch- lo- Chicago, Davidson, you ain't got to worry about TV because ESPN is going to be knocking down your door to, to – or CBS or whoever. They're going to be knocking down your door to broadcast that. So um, I think a lot of that works itself out. But, man, I love that idea. And then you're talking about Murray State having – um, well, you know, a couple top 100 teams on your schedule every year that that you can rotate in and out, and there solves your scheduling problem with having you know four NAIA teams on or Division two teams on your schedule. So um, solves a lot of problems right there. So your good job. You get promoted. You're now AD at uh, somewhere else because you got you got the call up. The call I've always been waiting for. There you go. There you go. All right, guys. Great saw selection. Uh, garnered a lot of conversation and hopefully we get some feedback online. I think uh, there's probably a lot of things that people want to see. Uh, probably right now with the hot topic of being conference uh, realignment, that's something we kind of purposely let out, left off uh, because I think that could bog down a lot of our conversation, but we wanted to come up with some, some different ideas. So, uh, yeah, please. Please connect with us. Let us know what you guys would do for sure. All right. Again, Sawyer, good job, as always, picking that sauce selection. All right. Sawyer mentioned a little peek behind the curtain. Uh, played the secret, not-so-secret scrimmage this past weekend against Indiana State. Uh, Sawyer, you heard a little bit about that. Seemed like the Racers performed well.
0: Yeah, I've heard a little scuttlebutt about it. Um, I heard that the Racers did win. I heard that the Sycamores were without five of their uh rotation players um but still going up there playing a missouri valley team doing well coming back healthy is only going to pay you know massive dividends and i think that we're going to see that thursday night racer uh, Racermania. but then we're also going to see you know up close and personal against brescia and indiana state's not going to be a bad team this year in the missouri valley so getting that uh, under our belt is going to be huge i think that you know, I it's it's really tough to to gauge where this team is going to be out of the gate, but hearing the result that we did, I think that you have to be really optimistic, even more so than what we after we uh, mentioned the the roster breakdown last year. I feel I feel more comfortable uh, than I did even last week.
2: What's tough is we're gonna go and and we we beat Indiana State in a scrimmage. We're gonna we're gonna play these other Missouri Valley teams and and hopefully whoop up on them. And that's just going to be catch-22 because then they're not going to want to invite us to the Missouri Valley because we're just going to beat them every year.
0: It's a tough scene, but it's what we have to do.
2: (laughs) Yeah, That's it. That's it. I got some beef. I think they should just, like, let us know who they're playing. I don't understand the whole secrecy behind it, but I guess that's just part of it. Um, Anyway, one other cool thing I wanted to mention and bring up, uh, Jeff Bidwell from WPSD, Local 6. First off, they do a great job in covering the racers. Uh, they they're at every game. They follow them everywhere. Uh, their their coverage is is really top notch, really top notch, honestly. And so um, he released yesterday, coming out with a ten part docu series on the ten year go team, the 2011 2012 Steve Prome's first year. Uh, I guess what probably everybody's gonna say the the greatest year maybe the second greatest year in in racer basketball history i know john morant was pretty great but um, at the time it was pretty awesome to all of us um called stay on your wall that was their big that's one thing prone was really good at was having those tag lines for for each team and that was that was his tag that year stay on your wall and seemed like bidwell's been putting a ton of work into it interviewing a ton of people everyone that was involved in that in that team and uh Set to release uh, January 8th of 2022. Like we said, 10-part series. And uh, myself, you guys, we're all racer basketball fans. And uh, I think that's going to be an awesome, awesome watch just to get some inside stories, some behind the scenes that maybe we didn't know looking back 10 years later. Probably going to have some, uh, you know, heartfelt, teary-eyed moments just looking back on that season and that team. But, man, Uh, I think it's going to be really cool, Sawyer.
0: Yeah, I really appreciate them putting that together. Definitely did not have to do it, um, but it's going to be enjoyed by a whole lot of people. And I I think it's that we quickly have forgotten that that team was ranked number seven in the country. (laughs) I know in high school, all three of us, we were in uh, Miss McDowell's McDowell's. business class. (laughs) And shout out Miss McDowell. And we waited every single week when the new AP poll would be released on Mondays during her class, and we pulled up on the big board and we figure out where the races were, how many votes we got, and why did yeah. they get more votes than us, and why didn't we jump them? And and it was so much fun. <laughs> and I can't wait to get to relive a lot of those moments. Uh, I'm getting as excited about this as I was the last dance with Michael Jordan a few years ago. Uh, it'll be it'll be a favorite for us to have for a long time. Um, and you know, we really want to promote the other media outlets that cover the racers. So make sure you guys follow along there. Uh, also something that you guys could check out is the Hey Coach show. If you don't, if you're unable to, to tune in every week, you can listen to that on GoRacers.com. Uh, I think you're going to hear a lot of the same stuff on there that you hear on our podcast. We try to try to break it down for you guys as best we can. Um, and then also on the Go Racers YouTube page, you'll be able to see all the interviews and things there too. So if you're if you're diehard racer fans, you don't know about that, make sure you hit those up. Logan, what are your thoughts on the the docu series?
1: Well, this team was like you mentioned back when we were in high school, and we just we were obsessed with racer basketball back then. Um, thought, you know, you couldn't miss a game. Any game that was around Murray, you had to travel to. Um, I remember going to Austin P that year. We sold that place out. Um, UT Martin, it, just anywhere we went, we took a huge crowd with us. And um, I used to play back when we would play high school basketball at um, the R2nd or CFSB Center in the summers. The basketball players would um, work the clocks for the games. And so we would get to know them and whether it was Isaiah or Ed, um, Dante pool was always super cool to me. Um, All those guys to see them get their shine and, you know, appreciate them while um, everybody it's still kind of fresh. Everybody that's a racer fan remembers those years. And so um, one thing that last year we saw where when Kobe passed away, Everyone said, man, I wish we could have given them or given him his flowers while he was still here. And so I'm all about that. Kind of like how Ja got his number raised up while uh, before his graduation or whatever. You know, support these guys and show them you appreciate them while you can. So I'm really excited for the documentary. I think it's going to be a lot of fun and uh, just great for racer basketball.
2: No, you're, you're exactly right, Logan. It's going to be great to relive all that stuff. All right, everyone. So that's uh, going to wrap up episode five of the Racer Nation podcast for us. Thanks for listening, and thanks for sticking with us this long. Um, like we said, we're going to have live racer basketball in action the next time you hear us. So thanks for sticking around. Look forward to uh, talking to you guys next week. And uh, Sawyer, hit him with the sign-off. Go Racers. Go Racers. Go Racers.